What's up? Welcome to the first episode of The Stoner Diary with Freddie Dark. I am, obviously, Freddie Dark. Now, you may or may not probably not know that the uh, most recent podcast that I've done is The Stoner Diaries, which is with me um, and my friends uh, Sky the Stoner. I think we came up with a different name. I can't remember. Um, but she has gone off to serve in the armed forces so i thought since i'm depressed and bored all the time that i would just get high and do these podcasts um maybe someone will see if i have something interesting to say so let's find out we're gonna spark up first and then we'll start the conversation if you're smoking with me cheers hits so first off if you're not smoking you should be smoking because i'm about to lay on you um story of my life real quick well not even the story of my life but more like um the story so far of my life i'm gonna start up until um actually i think i might start around 17 years old um just so you guys have a little backstory about who I am and what I do so basically 17 hits okay I'm born in July I'm not gonna give you what day but I am a July baby okay I turned 17 and when I say it is the it was one of the worst birthdays I've ever had I mean, it was one of the worst birthdays I've ever had. I've had shitty birthdays since I was 16 years old. Um, and even this year was really shitty as well. But every birthday has sucked. But 17 was one of the worst possible fucking years. It did not start off great. And I don't want to really get into why and what happened. Because that involves me talking about people that I haven't spoken about in a long time. Um, but around that time, I was just kind of going through it. Uh, I was a senior in high school, uh, or I was about to be a senior in high school, um, cause I was 17 my senior year. Um, but I was about to be a senior and I'm so excited to be a senior and I've even got this cute little photo of me and my best friend on the first day of school. Well. First day of school doesn't go the way that I planned it to. And I'm thinking, oh, school get better after this. It did not. It really did not. This was around the time that I started um, smoking weed heavily. And now I'm, just so you know, I am a very big advocate for weed. Obviously, I'm smoking right now. I'd not be smoking it right now if I did not think weed was okay. But around this time, it was not the best time for me to be smoking. Um... I was just very depressed all the time, and um, I was just smoking on the daily heavily after I got home from school. Any time that I was not doing anything uh, before school in the morning, if I had a dab pen during school in the bathroom, in the middle of the night just because I couldn't sleep it was just all the time is what I'm getting at it was just not the best and I'm thinking I'm okay I'm fine and by this time I had lost a majority of my friends at school over not even a misunderstanding but um I noticed that someone in my friend group was very toxic and not the kind of like oh they talk behind your back toxic but like the manipulative type um in fact uh, somewhere on a creepy pedophile level um and I I can't go into that um because it's it's a really big thing but 
I had noticed it and I had called it out and everyone in my friend group um, did not like me at all. Um, so, you know, I just didn't have that many friends. I had one friend who was my best friend at the time and a few other people that were acquaintances that I would sit with at lunch, but I didn't necessarily consider to be close to me. Um, because my really good friends had either graduated or they had pulled away from me because of the situation with that person. Um, so getting towards the end of my senior year, I want to say about March, April, May-ish, um, my mom gets sick. In fact, she goes to the hospital the day after her birthday. Um, I believe she had just turned, it was two years ago, so how old is she now she's 56 she's 58 so she was 56 she had just returned 56 um and she had gotten sick and the first time she had went into the hospital it seemed like um everything would be okay um and then the second time she went in uh it was not okay um and she was put in uh the icu unit um which is the intensive care unit and those usually people that are in the intensive care unit don't come out of it because they're more severe situations um so there's death quite often in the icu um so I was just convinced that my mom was going to die and I was trying to cope with that as well as the fact that if my mom did die me and my father would probably have to move in with my grandmother and my grandmother was a hoarder um and her and my dad's were my dad was kind of at odds with her quite often and um it was just kind of hard to deal with everything that was going on it was just stressful Uh, My sister came down to see me with her husband at the time, and a lot of people were in the waiting room because my mom worked at the school that I went to high school at, so a lot of people knew her, Um, and, you know, she was very well known at her church, and it just was, it was just a lot, it was just a lot, to be honest. I'm going to put out the blood for a second, because it's burning my hand. Take a little drink, y'all. <clears throat> okay, cool. <coughs> so then, she finally got out of the hospital. The hospital, thank God. Um, but it was it was really hard to adjust uh, because there was a lot of things that I could could and couldn't do with her. Um, as far as like what she could eat, um, where she could go, um, the temperature, uh, her blood pressure, that kind of just things that I needed to be careful of with her was very um, stressful because I felt like if I make one move, I'm going to kill my mom basically. And I didn't want to do that. I was just very, I was scared. You know, I was thinking that I was going to lose my mom at such a young age, I, I still consider 17 to be young, you know, anything that's under, honestly, 25 is young to me, um, but it was just, after that, um, I graduated, and my graduation was, it was sad for me, like, it was, it was great, but it was also sad for me, because I had to watch the people that I was arguing with, and not speaking to, and um, one of them I very much missed, and the reason that we had stopped talking was for something dumb. Now, the other people, it wasn't for a dumb reason, it was for a very good reason, but with with um, my, my friend, who was actually not my friend, we'll get into that later, um, was just not speaking to me, and it was, it was over something dumb, and I still feel bad about it till this day um but we were working in the same at the same job at the same time around that time and it was very tense 
and I hated my job because I was working in the same department as her and someone else was working in the department next to us and him working in that department made it difficult for me to do my job not only because it's it wasn't like we weren't friends like yes we were friends but it was he was just not a good person he was very toxic and he had kind of made it seem like me and her hated each other therefore you know obviously we thought that we hated each other <clears throat> um and for other reasons as well but with him it was just very overwhelming and ultimately he was the reason that uh, my friend left we're gonna call her Jay um, she left the job first and I noticed that she wasn't there and he just kind of stopped talking to me and it just he just wouldn't do anything for me and it made my job very difficult at work so I'd come home crying every day and I'm like can't do this anymore like he just treats me like crap and I already don't have friends at work like my manager is just so mean to me for no reason I just I can't do this and um <clears throat> finally he left and um it became very dull and my manager became increasingly um aggressive and mean and just ignorant for no reason and so I left and I didn't ha I didn't get another job until a year later um, but that was difficult because I'd gotten used to having a job and paying for my own things and it was hard to rely on my parents especially since my mom had you know gone through all of that <clears throat> um, actually I might be getting my timeline wrong because I know I had a second job it wasn't the one that I'm thinking of. Anyways, you, you get the point. Um, but after that whole thing happened um, with my job, which was another cause for my anxiety and depression and all that. And um, <clears throat> after that, I had finally uh, gotten on track with the friend that I worked with, Jay. Um, and it seemed like everything was going good. And then the same guy that kind of tore us apart not the one from our job um but he kind of just again got in between us and we stopped talking and this is one of the friends that um I've gone back to repeatedly um and I don't like doing that I've only had a, a handful of people that I've stopped being friends with and then gone back to um but most of the time, if I stop speaking with you, it is for a reason. Um, so, we ended up, this last time we've been speaking since, and uh, she's become a very good friend to me, and I very much love her. I consider her to be my sister and my family, um, along with a few other people, or uh, two other people that we met who are also... Uh, we consider to be our best friends, um, our very close inner circle, very tight, um, and we've, you know, all shared intimate moments with each other, and I don't mean it, like, in a sexual, uh, a sexual way, I mean, we've just shared parts of our lives that we've not shared with anyone else, with each other, um, and that's very meaningful to me, uh, but she ended up having to go to the armed forces as well um and she went she actually went in before sky um who i was telling you about earlier we used to have a podcast together and um she she yeah she went in before her and she's still there um and because of the coronavirus she won't be able to get leave anytime soon um so that is you know, sad. And what sucks is that the two people that we um, are close with, very connected with, uh, one of them, he is also going into the armed forces. And the other is in the same line of work as I am. I work in home health care. And he recently lost someone in his life. So I um, haven't seen a lot of him. 
And I think it's a very good idea that he spends time with his family. I think it's very important that you do that in those kinds of times. And I think it's important that you do it in general. But especially when you're going through those hard times, you you need your family, you know? Um, but, yeah. So that's... Just keep that in mind because I'm going to circle back around to that. Um, I've not had a good relationship with my dad dad in fact um we would argue quite often recently it's been okay um and i seem to be on the same page as him currently um i think we've both kind of chilled out as we've gotten older um i was just very resentful um of my sister and her not only being older, but I felt like a lot more of his love was going towards her. And I felt like I couldn't live up to my potential because my sister was so much better than me. You know, all of that. And, um, sorry. <clears throat> it was just, it just was a really shitty time at that time and uh did not have a strong relationship with my dad but um fortunately it grew into a better relationship um and we balance our time better than we used to you know um but with that uh also comes the strain on the relationship with my sister um my sister is my half sister but I consider to be just my sister um, so we share the same dad, <clears throat> and we didn't start talking until I was 14, I believe, um, and we just realized a lot of stuff that we had been told as children were not what they were um so I say that I grew up a lot quicker around 14 um and by the time I was 16 I was pretty much my own person an adult so to speak um and I just felt all of these things and I didn't know how to deal with it because I didn't know anything about myself I didn't know that I was an empath and I recently like within the past year have kind of come into myself in that um so what I meant by I was going to cycle back to it is that when you look at what I just told you about I just told you a short period but a, a big part of my how my life's been going <clears throat> And it's all been shitty. How in all of that do you find peace? How do you function as a human being, as an adult in society, with all of the shitty things that are going on in your life? Especially for empaths. <clears throat> Talking to my empaths out there, because I know there are a lot of you out there that feel alone or feel like you don't really know how to deal with that um so I'm I'm here to kind of give a little insight into what I believe in and how I feel about the world and all of that so I was born I was raised Christian um uh I wouldn't call it evangelical but it, more of a non-denominational um, type faith uh, church that I went to and I'd say non-denominational Christians are generally loose with their beliefs compared to Baptists and Methodist um, but there's still a lot of things that you know just kind of aren't great but the thing with non-denominational Christians for me, at least, is that I've been questioning things that I've always been told. Things that I think they should have addressed 
you know, um, and I'd say up until about 12 or 13, I was pretty Christian, and then around 13, 14, maybe 15, I started to really dislike the church, and, and not the church itself, not the religion, not the, the messages and stuff, it was the people, the people who ran it, the people that went, you know, and, um, I, I just didn't like it, you know, and I was thinking there has to be more than just going to youth on, on Tuesday nights and going to church on Sunday mornings and, and, you know, praying every day and, and just still feeling empty, you know, and I didn't know why I had that empty feeling because people say when you have Christ with you that you have this complete full feeling, you know, like you've got someone who is like your better half that completes you. Um, and that's hard for me to look at now because when I look at couples and stuff and especially married ones, I don't think of being as one. I think that you are your own person. You know, and when you add another person's energy to that, you don't become one, you know, giant person. You're still the same two people with your own thoughts, feelings, and emotions. But what people confuse as coming together as one is really just a union. You all work together, but you still got your own thoughts and feelings, and you do what you do different from everyone else, you know? So I just was confused about that and I had a lot of questions about, well, if it was written at this time, does that mean that this and that are not true about what actually happened in the Bible? And I, just questions just started spiraling, you know? And then the thing with my mom happened and I just thought, there is no way, there's no God that would allow something like this to happen to someone like my mother. And I look at my mother as a very happy, kind, honest woman, you know? And she prays to God, and she loves God, she has a relationship with him, and I, I consider it to be a real one, you know? Um, and it was just so frustrating to go through. So for a while, I just was like, there has, there is no God. And if my mom dies, there is no God. Well, fortunately, she didn't die, and I was like, okay, my mom didn't die, so there has to be God, right? <clears throat> but now I have to struggle with why would God do something like this, you know? And ultimately, what, I, what it came down to for me was that God puts these obstacles in front of you to get through life to know that you can go through struggle and still come out on the end of it okay but then that began to anger me because i'm thinking why though why why couldn't we just live in harmony with him and that i cannot answer for you because i'm still on my journey and that's exactly why i set up this podcast um but what I know right now is that for me to even remotely have inner peace, I have to keep digging and searching, you know? Um, I can't just take everything that someone says to me verbatim. Um, I actually had a conversation with my mom recently about what I believe in, what she believes in, and she believes that I look too too closely at things when it comes to God and religion, you know, um, I that I wouldn't be so confused um, if I didn't look more into it. And I had to stop her and I was like, well, it's my journey, you know, and with that, you're not me. I'm an empath and you're not. I am someone who is very sensitive to lies um, and things that are untruthful, you know? 
I need to know. I have to know. And get down to the bottom of what God really is and and who he is and what he stands for and if he's even real. Because if I don't find out, I won't have peace in life. Because it takes up a lot of my thought process, you know? And, uh, I just, I struggle, obviously, with being Christian and, and talking to God, but I still feel, know, and love that there is a God. Does he frustrate me sometimes because he does things that I don't like? Yeah, all the time, all the time I'm angry with him. But I know that if he created something beautiful like the earth, and I'm not talking about after what humans have done to it, I'm talking about before that. If he created something so beautiful that he has to be real, because earth before man ever touched it, earth before man fucked it up, was really beautiful. And it's not something that you know even if you capture with a picture it's not as good as the real thing you know so I think there has to be a god but I don't know what kind of god he is I don't know if he's the baptist christian god I don't know if he's the non-denominational god I don't know if he's the catholic god hindu god buddhist god so to speak because, I mean, some people believe Buddhism isn't really a religion, so not sure about that one. But, you know, just trying to navigate through life, almost going into my 20s, it's it's scary. This is the scariest fucking time of my life. I thought that high school was a scary time. This is even scarier having to pay bills and taxes and having more than one job and going to school at the same time and, and all of this stuff I didn't think I'd have to do. I'm having to do. And it's scary. But you know what? If I don't find peace, if I keep bitching about it, I'm going to be miserable for the rest of my life. And I refuse to be re- miserable. I've spent a majority of my life miserable. Why would I want to do that? with the rest of my life what's the point of living you know what's the point of living if you are just going to be upset all the time there are people who have nothing and somehow still find time to be happy how come i can't be happy because there's something holding me back something that has everything to do with me and nothing to do with anyone else that is holding me back So how do you find peace in all of that? For me, it seems to be music (laughs) and meditation. Music for me is something that is just, it just allows me to be me. I don't have to try and be someone else. I can write whatever I want. I can use whatever key I want, whatever instruments I want whatever phrasing rhythmic style anything tempo it's all my decision because what you can do with music is endless like there's so many possibilities and the only person that would be holding myself back from making music is me you could handcuff me and fucking put duct tape over my mouth and cut out my vocal box and I would still find a way to make music because I would rather die singing or listening to music than leave this world with nothing (laughs) music is so calming to me and it helps me get through the day whether it's me head banging in the car to some angry hard heavy music or me sobbing in the car to some sad ass music or me dancing to spanish music just 
because there's no one home and I can feel comfortable doing it. Like, literally anything. But, I'm now just rambling, but I'm glad that we could start this. I don't know why I didn't start it sooner. Um, this podcast, I think maybe I was just very upset with the way that life was going because I just lost most of my best friends I only have four of them um and I I felt like I had lost them and that I hadn't been around my sister and my family life just sucked and life just sucked but to be honest it doesn't suck as much as I think it does you know And hopefully these diaries, quote-unquote diaries, help with that and finding inner peace. Because that's my mission right now, is to find inner peace. And I'm going to slip up along the way. You're going to hear podcasts that sound like shit. Where I might be just drunk out of my fucking mind and I hate everything. And then another episode... I will be calm and collected and feel at ease. I might take two steps forward and five steps back. But it's my journey. No one else's. So if you want to hear my journey, listen to The Stoner Diary with Freddie Dark. I'll be posting new episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. I hope you guys have an amazing evening. I hope that you find inner peace with me on this journey. And if you're listening to this during the nighttime like I am, I hope you sleep well. Have a good day. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Stoner Diary with Freddie Dark. I am your host, Freddie Dark, and today I've got a special guest with me. This is the second season, second episode of the series that we started called Truth Bomb. And um, my guest here is going to talk with me about some some fun, some serious, some interesting stuff. So would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Mama Dolly, and um, I am excited to be on your show, so thank you for asking me. Uh, I have been around for what? How old am I? Fifty-six. I'm fifty-six, Lord. I thought you were fifty-eight. No, dang! Don't put two more years on me. <laughs> fifty-six. I was what born in nineteen sixty-four. He? So he's fifty-four. Yes, he is fifty-four, and I'm fifty-six. Oh, dang! You skipped two years. He has, and my husband, Tuck, uh, Tuck. Taki. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh, been. Married to Taki for 22 years, getting ready to be 23. So I've got mm-hmm. some good years under my belt and been through some things, and I think I have a little wisdom to share. So shoot at me, baby. Awesome. So in this series, Truth Bomb, we talk about truth. Now, the first episode was just kind of like having fun, drinking wine with a friend, and you know, just talking. Um, this episode, you know, I already told you guys that we would sit down, drink, smoke a little bit, and have fun. Well, this episode, we're eating ice cream. So, if you got ice cream with us, take a bite of your ice cream and cheers. Um, cheers. <laughs> cheers. I'm eating my ice cream. It's delicious. <laughs> you want to tell them what flavor you got? We went to Baskin Robbins and I got this white chocolate and dark chocolate combo and a scoop of pralines and cream. Mm-hmm. Numsky Roo. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I got the chocolate and peanut butter with huge pieces of peanut butter chunks in here. See, and I can't do peanut butter chunks. I like peanut butter, like a peanut butter sandwich, mm-hmm. but chunks is a little much for me. I do it once in a while. It's not like 
I don't know, like chunks and ice cream, but like huge chunks and other things is like kind of nasty. That's actually kind of why I don't do pad thai, though. Even though there's not like chunks of it, it's the, the peanuts that like, I can't, no. So good. You can ask it for it without eating peanuts. Yeah, true, true. But ooh, pad thai is so good. It is, it is. Shoot, so, we could t- sit here and talk all day about food. Yeah. But which maybe we'll do an episode of that. Okay. Um, but so we had a conversation earlier. Um, it was an, an in-depth conversation, and um, we were talking about difficult people, and you know how we react and deal with certain situations in the world versus how other people do. But my question for you is, how do you deal? with quote-unquote difficult people in your life or in the real world or, you know, just on a daily basis kind of thing? Hmm. Well, like we were talking about earlier today, um, you, you kind of have to also be careful when you say difficult people. Are they difficult or are they just difficult for you because of the way you see the world? Like, something that's difficult for me may not be difficult for you. To deal with, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to be, you know, like, ah, are they really difficult people? But we'll say difficult people. We'll say people that do have difficulty dealing with personally. People that I have to be right. Okay. Um, and I will also say, uh, not just people, but circumstances mm-hmm. that that people put me in that are difficult. Right. Um, I have a tendency to really have issues with people who drive horribly on the road. I can really let it loose. Let it loose. And I'm like, okay, that is so ungodly, Karen. What you were thinking was ungodly, let alone what you really wanted to say and you wanted to flip them off and do a horrible thing. You know? I'm like, oh, God, help me. I have a tendency to deal with circumstances um, according to my faith mm. you know I have to go right to God with it you know what I'm saying I I honestly um, spend time talking to God all the time um, because I need help dealing with difficult people in difficult circumstances I almost pray immediately you know when I know I'm looking at this situation I'm going okay I really could just respond to um, what's happening and what's being thrown at me in a negative way. Mm-hmm. And you can easily do that. You really can. But you have to get to a place where you understand that these people are responding to their circumstances in the world because of what they've been through. You don't know what they've been through. You know, you don't know what they're suffering even at the moment that they've made a bad decision or a decision that affects you negatively. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it is. I think it's our responsibility to not add to the drama. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can have you could be perfectly like right in the way right in the way that you're feeling about the circumstance. Mm-hmm. About what happened. It may have had nothing to do with you. And that person is responding out of somebody who they had a, a situation with two minutes before you even came into the picture. But that does not mean that it's okay for them to take that out on you. So you would be perfectly, I, f- I feel like you would be perfectly, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It would be perfectly legit. Justified. Justified. That's the word perfectly justified for you to go off at the same time because of where I am in my walk with God I know that it's not perfectly justified for me to just pop off at people because they popped off at me mm-hmm. so the only way I know to handle those circumstances is to take my deep breath you know you know that one I do that mm-hmm. okay you know, and then I come back with that calm voice. Yeah. My... <laughs> and I, you know, say something different than what I felt two seconds before. Mm. 
that is what helps me to, to deal with, with those difficult situations. Now, are there many times I'll take that breath? Oh, I said your name. You said your name earlier, too. Oh, did I? Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. Don't, don't, don't come to my house. Don't just <laughs> Gosh, it's okay. We'll just keep going. We're too far into it. Okay. Um, there are many times that even when I take that breath and I pray that I still come, I still miss the mark. I'll still just come. Um, I hate when that happens, but I know that we're all, you know, working on our salvation and fear and trembling, you know. And I'm not gonna always get it right. My intention is to get it right as often as possible, you know. But when I get it wrong, again, I have to, you know, take a few more deep breaths and talk to God a lot about it. Not only about how I felt when I missed the mark and and cussed that person out. Or, you know, I told you the other day I gave somebody the finger. It was horrible. I said, Oh God, help me! I can't believe I just did. This. But I did, and I, you know, we talked, and, and I got myself together, and apologized, you know, God, you know, I hope I don't, I would like to not do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I still felt like, in the circumstances, I did the best I knew how. You know, when I did wrong, I apologized for doing wrong, and got a clean slate again on with my day. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that there are a lot of people that carry that stuff with them all day, every day, for several days. And it just doesn't do your body and your mind and your spirit any good. Well, yeah, because I used to do it. Yes, you did. Yeah. Okay. And I would, um, for those who don't know, well, obviously, if you couldn't already guess, <laughs> mommy, mom, mama, mama Mom. Dolly, <laughs> mama Dolly and I are related. Um, so growing up I was just kind of uh I was just upset all the time like it was just overwhelmingly upset instead of just like getting upset and then being done with it it was like once I was upset my whole day was ruined and it just it put everyone else in a bad mood and in my head like yes I felt bad about it but my body how do I explain this my body physically did not want to let me be happy is what it felt like to me mm-hmm. you know and I would get like in these moods and I would be laying down in bed and I was so angry that like my body felt like I was paralyzed with anger and I didn't want to move so that's why sometimes you would walk in and you'd see me just staring at the wall yeah. just oh gosh it was it was like crippling it, it sucked but after a while even up until like recently um it's been more of like a, well, like I talked about in the last podcast, kind of changing my way of thinking, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I realized that, it, <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but like when I'll be driving somewhere and someone cuts me off, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I get pissed off. I'm like, oh, why would you, why would you do that? You, you jerk, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I have to step back, I have to think of myself kind of like standing outside of the earth, and I look down, and I'm like, they're just, I am just one out of many people going through the same thing. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not that big a deal. It is okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't die, they didn't die, no one got hurt, let it go. You know? But it's really easy for me to tailgate them, and then honk at them, and then curse them out, you know? Mm. But I find that I can get through my day a lot better if I just go, you know what, whatever. It's okay, whatever. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. But when I dwell on it too much, oh my goodness, oh, my goodness. whole day is ruined. You can go down the road, down the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. She knows firsthand. Mm-hmm. And we both can. Everybody yeah. can. Mm-hmm. Your hope is that you will get to a place where you don't feel it necessary to do that. You know? Yeah. But... Shoot, everybody can go there. Everybody can go there. Alright, we're looking at the dog right now. We got a we got a dog. We'll uh we'll call him Patch. Oh, okay. 
since that is technically his middle name, <laughs> y'all wanted to name him something different. Well, you know, we he looked like a he looks like. A, I wanted to name him Blue, and then they said no to that. So I said Fluffy, and they said no to that. <laughs> And then I said Patch, and they're like, well, <clears throat> let's keep that in mind. So our dog has a, a full name. He's got a first, middle, and last name. He does indeed. And his you? middle name just is so happens to be Patch. <laughs> so. Yes, indeed. So, getting back to your initial question. I have ice cream all over me. <laughs> <laughs> it has spilled everywhere. You want me to get you some... Some no, no, it will be alright. Okay. I'll wash myself in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a big old kid. That's <laughs> why so I didn't get the cone. I just did the, I did the. Well, I put the little in the cup, but I put my cone ice cream mm. in the cup. Yeah, I was actually gonna ask him for a sugar cone, but mm-hmm. he had already done. I had spaced out, and he had already done it, so I was just like, oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was kind of, he was kind of special. <laughs> Which one? Bless his heart. Um. The one who was serving us. Oh, yeah. He was cute. He was, he was adorable, but what? he just was kind of... No, but his, his other co-worker, I'm glad he didn't check us out because him and I would have had words. He had the biggest attitude ever. I didn't... He did. I could tell by the way he was, like, kind of whispering to himself and kind of talking to his other co-worker. He'd be like, these people really expect me. And I'm like, Really? Shut up. <laughs> well, yeah, they expect you to do your job, honey. Yeah, they that's really kind of how a job works. Yeah, you kind of have to, you know, just you do something and then you get paid to do it. Mm-hmm. That's how we do this. <laughs> so we got, all off, we got all off the subject. It's okay to go off the subject sometimes. Okay. It's not too bad. All right. As long as we're not like, we end up talking about difficult people and then end up on the topic of, um, like going to the circus or something. <laughs> I don't know, Arya. I think it's still bad. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm 56 years old and all of this technical stuff, I don't quite, you know, always get it right. Yeah, that's okay. So, you know, that's how that goes down. But that is the beginning of my dealings with dealing with difficult people. Also... When you deal with people who have issues mentally and emotionally, and they can easily, you know, piss you off. You know, how how about, let's go here. We were talking about earlier that you're an empath. And um, quite often you soak up the emotions and feelings of people that you've been around during the day. And then you come home. And that is all over you. And then, mom, you know, I ask a simple question and I get something snippy or crazy or out of the, you know. <laughs> and at first, you know, for all this time, of course, now we've been together for 19 years. And um, God has used you to deal with some of my issues, you know, as well as he's helped me um, to see how you're having this gift uh, can be burdensome sometimes. Because I didn't think of it as a gift. I thought it was just the crappiest thing in the world. Yeah. 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 And you didn't even know, you didn't even know the name really until recently. Recently, yeah. 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 So, you know, you go back to that scenario and you say, okay, she just went all the way left with me and I don't have a clue what that had to do with me. Whatever, whatever just happened had nothing to do with me. So learning how to love um, when you're being, you know, when people are coming for you, people that you love are coming for you. They're not doing it on purpose. You get all of that, but it still doesn't hurt any less. So you have to learn how to love an empath. It's not something that just comes natural. Because those things hurt you when, when, you know, they come at you like that, you know, so. And I learned today that, that you're an empath as well. Yeah. Yeah. So two empaths together, man. Three. Is th- three. Well, yeah, three, because we're including Taki, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, Who is as well, yeah. 
and my my sister is an empath as well. Even though she doesn't live with us, she definitely is. Yeah, but when and when she is here, so there's four of us, you know, in the oh, house man. together. I think know? I think there's at least like when she spends a week with us, there's at least one day where we're sitting there and like her and one of us have cried together. At least, yeah. yeah. It's either me and her, or me and, and Taki, or you and her. It's, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah, good good crying session. Mm-hmm. You know? Good laugh. <laughs> good laughs. Yes, which are great too. And sometimes we smoke together. <laughs> oh Lord, don't say that on national television. I know this ain't national television. <laughs> like I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. Look, shit. Okay, but Mama Dolly don't do that no more. I do, and my sister did. Do so we have fun, but I, we'll we'll even we'll have an episode um, later in for season one instead of season two. Uh, if you haven't already figured out the way that I kind of space seasons is not by time but by topics so i will switch back and forth between season one and season two um but in season one we'll we'll talk about um the benefits of marijuana and the uh the the cons as well you know um and i'll I'll talk about that at some point but we can keep going well I think what I was getting at when dealing with um, people who um, now, and I don't mean to, uh, I don't, I want to go back, and I don't, I don't mean to insinuate that being an empath is an emotional issue or problem. Because I started that by saying, you know, when you have to deal with people who have emotional issues and problems, that's not you guys. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about empaths being that having issues. Yes you do have some issues that have to be dealt with in your life, right? Just like everybody else. But I didn't want people to think that I was saying an empath has emotional problems or issues. Well, no, I mean, I get that, but I I would go that far as to say that they, that most empaths do, because a lot of empaths are not aware that they are empaths, mm-hmm. and they're diagnosed with, like, depression and anxiety and sometimes bipolar disorder and things like that Mm. when most of the time it's just a personality like them being an empath Hmm. okay and i think a lot of that could be dealt with and fixed if they were one aware that they were an empath and two knew how to deal with it in the right way in a healthy way, not the right way. In a healthy way, mm-hmm. um, using healthy, healthy coping skills, and we talked about that in another episode. Using healthy coping skills mm-hmm. when you're in that headspace, you know. Yeah, but you have to learn those. Those have to be taught to you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to, you know, actually dig deep and, and uh, research, or you know, go to a counselor, or go to a you know those people where they can teach you those kinds of coping skills mm-hmm. you know so yeah okay well okay if you want to call it that all right I just think I, I, I didn't want your you know, like I don't consider myself um but then gosh I've been around so yeah, long you, and, you, you know you deal with it a lot better than me and him do for the most part and I'm not trying to like bring us down but like it is what it is for, for most of our lives we've been just quite unhappy people and you're generally a very happy person. But you've also been in the faith since you were pretty young. Yeah, yeah. Um, I met the Lord in college. Um, but mom, my mom, took us to church from the minute we were born, basically. <laughs> we were in church every Sunday and if you did not go to church on Sunday you couldn't do nothing else that Sunday (laughs) was like you'd be in your room if you wanted to pretend you were sick so you had to go to church okay you'd be in your room pretending all day (laughs) they would not let you go nowhere else so we were raised going to church every Sunday and um, it gave us at least me it gave me a desire to know more as I grew older I felt that, you know, growing up in in that church, 
um, was great for it for my youth because I was very involved and had friends there, you know, felt like a family, you know. Um, but when I got went off to college, I, you know, I didn't have a car, so I didn't, I wasn't able to drive down into the city every Sunday, you know, um, unless I could have found a friend who would drive me or whatever. And so that's when we, you know, I started going to um, a Bible study on campus. And um, got uh, truly saved, as in uh, got in a real relationship with the Lord, and started going to a different church. And there were several kids at school that I went to who were going to that church so I could get a ride every Sunday. Mm-hmm. See, so it worked out perfect, you know. But then um, you're right in that, you know, that was back in my teens, and I've been walking with the Lord since then. And so. Um, yeah, God's been dealing with me with a lot of issues for a lot of time. And so I feel that, you know, yes, as a whole, my personality has always been that of a vivacious kind of fun, you know, person, you know. Um, so God had that to work with to start with. You know, I, I didn't have issues with um, anxiety and, and depression as a whole. Um, I did have a few incidents um, in college before I met him. Um, of being pretty down about myself and, and, and it was kind of um, it was another situation where uh, I was one of the only you know very few blacks on campus um, at that time and um, there were very few of us who were in the theater program there as well mm-hmm. so you're you're kind of again having to be you know, instead of just 50% good, you have to be 120% good as a, as a person of color in a predominantly white college. So um, it, was a, it, it was a difficult place to be again, just like high school. Um, and so it did, it made, I, I had some time where I was depressed, you know, and anxious and wanting to know if I was gonna make it, and, um, whether I was actually gonna get any roles in college and therefore I wasn't gonna get any training. Um, but, you know, it, it worked out fine. I got some roles and got some good training and was able to go on and have a great career. Yeah, yeah. But had all that time just dealing with, got dealing with my, my issues of low self-esteem and um, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So. So then I, let me, this, this will be one of my last questions. Um, what, what would you, um... For someone who is kind of going through it right now, who feels like they have trouble dealing with the difficult people in their lives, or the difficult situations in their life, and they're looking for spiritual healing, what what are some tips that you could give them? Spiritual healing. Well, I want I want to say that one of the the, the first keys to spiritual healing is to know that you are not the source for that, that you have to look outside of yourself um, to your higher power, to your God for spiritual healing, for healing of all kinds. Um, I know a lot of people like to say that, you know, you've got this in yourself and you can heal yourself and, you know, hey, everybody has their own thing that they're into and I don't want to come for that. I just have... um, the, the knowledge for myself that things, if I could have healed it, I would have healed it long ago. So I had to look to God to heal it for me. Um, so that's my first step. Look to God. Look to God to heal that stuff in you. And then be patient with the healing process. Do not think that you look to him one day and then it's all going to go away. You're going to be perfect tomorrow. You know, uh, life is a journey. Everybody says that and it's true. Um, including in that life is, included in that life is also the, your, your healing process from things that have happened to you in your past. That stuff, again, is a journey. It is a day-by-day minute by minute, second by second journey 
which is almost like what we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast. You know, it's like, well, today I did really well in that. But yesterday I really stunk. <laughs> like, like, yesterday I didn't do so great. It's the same with your healing process. It's not going to be overnight. You just every day get before your God and say, God, I need you today. I am not going to be able to um, not be depressed and not be anxious if you don't help me today. I need that that help outside of myself. Yes, we work together in it. Of course, you work together with God as you walk. Um, but you can't do it all on your own. You just simply cannot. You simply cannot. And so um, I, I am a believer in you walking in your own gifts and abilities and walking with God in it. And, and recognizing that, hey, if I could have done it on my own, I wouldn't have needed Jesus. I, I, I wouldn't have needed you, God. Mm-hmm. I could have done it all on my own, and I would have been perfect by now. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, I had all that in myself. You know, I would have been perfect years ago. So, you know, don't fool yourself into believing you've got all the answers for yourself, because you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like the Creator knows you better than you know yourself. You know, and He knows how to heal you, he knows how to comfort you, you know, he knows how to lead you, he knows how to guide you, and you might think, oh, I know exactly where I'm going to go, and exactly which way I'm going to go there, and you start to go there on your own, right? <laughs> Before you, go, <laughs> you try, you try to go there, and you go, oh my goodness, where am I, how did I end up here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did I do? What did I do? Well, you went off half-cocked on your own, but that's okay, we all do it, let's go back. <laughs> go back and figure this out and walk with God in it, you know, as you know him, you know, yes. so that's the end of that. So if we could leave you guys with one verse, what we just, we just talked about the verse outside. Which, which one did we, did I ask? The one we were talking about from the deed. It's, you, it had a ye in it. Yay. Yay. Oh. What was it? Yay, though I might walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I yeah. will fear no evil. Yeah. For you are with me, your rod and your staff that comfort me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Psalm, th- Psalm 24, right? Is it 24? I think that's right. I am really bad with knowing. I won't say, nope, let me take that back. See? Do, 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 do. I don't always know exactly the, the, the verse and the chapter but I know the scripture well, you, you're 50 often. something I, I think you could afford to not remember and everybody would be okay with it <laughs> I should know I should. well you know what I won't say I should because if I should have I would have known it all but mm-hmm. you know I can tell you in a minute like if I'm um, wanting to give you a scripture that just popped into my mind I could say the scripture don't ask me where it is <laughs> I will always know. It's like, I know it's in Psalm, you know, and everybody knows that scripture, you know. Will you re- repeat it one more time? Yay. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. That's the one that, I mean, that's what grips my soul. It's like, okay, I can walk through all of this stuff, but I won't be afraid because I know you are with me. And then, of course, it goes on to say, you know, your, his rod and his staff comfort me. The bottom line is, is that he is with me. You know, he has got my back no, no matter where I'm at in this season of my life. Um, no, where, no matter where I'm at as far as what I'm dealing with right now, um, I know that God's with me. And I know that I have several scriptures in my bag that I can pull out immediately to comfort myself with. You know, and you get all, you know, kabobbled and go, wait a minute, I know the plans you have for me, God. The plans to prosper me and not harm me. You know, so, you know, I just pull it out. Be like, okay, don't go crazy. Let me, let me go. Do, do, do. Back it up, back it up. Back it up. <laughs> let me grab that word that I know is true and hang on that. You know, yeah. 
So, but yes, that that was all we were talking about today. Well, thank you for joining me in this episode of Truth Bomb. Um, if you guys liked this podcast, make sure that you give it a like. If you are listening to this on Spotify, make sure you're subscribed. And I will be posting, um, what is, t- uh, well, for the video's sake, it's Friday. So the next time I'll be posting is tomorrow on Saturday. And then I won't post again until Monday. So. Today is Thursday. I know that. Oh, I'm not posting this until tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you said Friday and then Saturday. See, I, I know what you're talking about. It's okay. See, y'all That's see? okay. This whole episode has been jumbled and it's so okay because it's just, it's raw. It's all right. But hopefully you guys enjoyed and I will be back tomorrow with another episode and you guys have a great night. You want to say bye-bye? Bye. Thanks for having me. Blessings.